So Sumi, we spoke pretty extensively about how the journey from campaigns to leads happens, how from leads to quotes and plans happens, and to payments happens. People have paid money, and that's whatever sharp level. It's still a substantial number. Now, from this point, what happens next? You know, maybe is there a step uh, after this also that people tend to drop off at? I would imagine that to be a small because I've already committed, but I don't know. You'd have to tell me there. Yeah, no. So uh, there is a further uh, drop after that. So of hundred people who are making payment, we are able to issue a policy. Uh, when I specifically talk about term, only mm. to seventy-five. Okay. Seventy uh, or seventy-five. So 25 to 30 people uh, either not they are not able to furnish uh, income documents to mm. substantiate their um, income, or uh, there's some um, uh, finding in their medical tests, uh, which either uh, means that uh, for the same cover they have to pay more. Uh, we call it a counter offer because let's say you're diabetic or uh, you have some other. Mm. Uh, illness which makes you a more risky life sure right so we'd say okay for the same cover you have to pay extra and when, every time we give a counter offer uh, uh, a chunk of the users uh, drop off they say sure. okay nahi, matlab, uh, so you said 75 percent would get it or 75 percent would get it at the terms they were offered to start with 75 percent would eventually get issued okay right? which includes uh, people who would counter offer accept sub milake, mm. 75 would get their policy issued 25 mm. would not so that 25 would made payment but not able to buy right could be because let's say they had during the covid we had a policy that if you've had covid in the last three months then you cannot buy insurance mm. so so there are these these underwriting guidelines keep evolving and keep changing but you don't change it at the top of the funnel but it's and, on the road. Uh, yeah, and we do a very bad job at keeping this set of audience warm. Mm. Right? So, uh, because um, they've already gone through from that 100 to 4 stage, right? And they've been with us through the funnel, they made payment. Uh, ideally, we should be able to, uh, at the least, uh, give them some other product. These journeys are not stitched as mm. yet because most of our focus. Uh, um, has been till the payment stage and we've not sure. really invested a lot of time yeah. beyond that. It's also a function of how the org is designed and yeah. how many things can you care about it. Yeah, mind. yeah. So it's mm. it's just we've just not been able to prioritize this leg mm. of the journey. But yeah, there's there's a significant drop. Room to kind of recover that. Yeah. Okay. So that's one. The the second thing that uh, becomes key is uh, upsell. Mm. Right. So at the time of sale, as I was, as I was mentioning, uh, you know, a call center agent would typically sell a 1 crore cover mm. uh, and the combination which gives po poses least resistance right however uh, once you made the payment and uh, uh, either your policy is issued or you are awaiting issuance mm. you can actually have that conversation that you know maybe for you uh, a 1 crore is not enough you, you should actually look at a 2 crore mm. and it's only this much more money mm. or let's say uh, you know this is a rider that you had not added would you consider so so the, there's a fair amount of upsell conversation that can happen so riders also change premium yeah and uh, even after uh, your policy is issued because the underwriting has given a decision um, at this stage we know that what are you eligible for can you zoom into a little bit in terms of the underwriting part as to what's that cycle length like and is that a manual process somebody would look at it kind of put some sort of a decision uh, framework back and then it will get decided how does it so work so from payment to issuance it would take let's say about a couple of weeks uh, Two weeks. In total, hmm. um, one week. Uh, uh, this this would cover ninety percent uh, of, of the, the customers, scenarios. right? Sure. So um, let's say about one week you take in furnishing all your documents, uh, filling up takes. that form, uh, and uh, doing medicals. 
Okay. So sometimes uh, there are home medicals. Uh, people, somebody will come to your home and take uh, uh, a sample. But do you facilitate that, or would people yes. have to do it on their own? No, no, we facilitate, facilitate, we facilitate that. Or sometimes you have to go to the center for a medical. But this uh, is like, is there a system around tracking? Is yes. the appointment okay? Okay, okay. Yes, yes. Or, your system, partner system. How does it work? It's our system, but then we have to integrate with multiple TPAs, mm. and and um, uh, again the the back end system of all of this is disjointed, right? So uh, often. Uh, what is actually happening at the back end, we will not be able to communicate the same to the customer. So, uh, so there, there's, starts, but yeah, yeah, there, there's a fair amount of uh, uh, work that needs to be done here. Uh, but having said that, yes, so so let's say about a one week time to to get all the documents and medical and everything in order, and then another three four days uh, time for the underwriting uh, decision. So that's mm. how it's typically a ten day cycle. Haan, but there is room to reduce friction here, which might improve this yes, number. Yes. Okay. But in terms of your communication flows, this will end up being a lot of phone calls around. Or yeah, so most there... mostly it's a call center driven chase uh, because, as I mentioned, the back end systems yeah, yeah. are not fully integrated. But this call center uh, would be able to see his appointment book, tha, but he didn't kind of go for it. So now I have to remind him to take the next appointment correct, or whatever. Correct, correct. That whole workflow. Got it. So let's say that we've kind of got to a place where people have bought policies, they've been issued policies, and now it's time to cross sell, upsell, renew. So yeah. cross sell, upsell. Uh, Windows are about the riders, perhaps in some sense, increased coverage, perhaps in some sense, and the other product line itself. So somebody who's taken term might be able to take the uh, investment product. Right? Correct. So how does that play out in terms of uh, how do you decide who to sell what to, and how do you actually go about it in terms of communication flows? So in the first one month uh, after policy issuance, we call it the free look period. Uh, at that point in time, a customer is free to cancel their policy and they okay. get all their money back. Wow. Right. So does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> what percentage? Uh, it's very less. So it's about two percent or one percent. Uh, it's very like, less. You know, I was looking at a funnel and it would drop, 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 drop. It's just so disappointing in some sense. But yeah, that's the reality of the life. <laughs> that's the reality of the business. How it is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, uh, so during the free look period, while you're uh, free to cancel your policy, you're also free to upgrade. Okay. Right? So you can add riders. You can mm -hmm. uh, increase your sum assured. You can reduce the payment term that you have. Let's say initially you said. It's a 40-year policy. You will make premiums. You will pay premiums in 40 years. But now you feel nahi. Uh, 10 years pay karke khatam karte hain. At least. Edit man. essentially. Yeah. So you but can do all of that. But does it again go to an underwriting cycle or will it not? So, uh, you know, it does not. It does okay. not go to the underwriting cycle because uh, by now the underwriting has already given uh, that what are, are you eligible for. Hmm. So we know like, that this customer bought actually a 1 crore cover but he's eligible for a 2 crore cover. Hmm. So we know. Okay, oh, so you've already okay. defined the outer limit of what can be offered to this guy. Yes. So it's, it's, it's all very easy. Hmm. Uh, and hence the first month uh, our effort mostly is on upsell. After that one month, uh, yeah, you, your question was what to decide, uh, what to pitch karna hai. So hmm. it's, it's mostly a factor of, uh, let's say there's a, a person whose income was 30 lakhs. And he's bought a one crore cover. So uh, our pitch to that person would be, uh, I think you should take Agreed. a higher cover because mm -hmm. you're eligible for more and you need to take more to be able to cover uh, your, your life. Mm -hmm. So uh, for somebody who's, whose income was 10 lakhs and he's bought a one cover, we'll probably not pitch uh, a higher cover. Mm -hmm. But uh, depending on what riders you've taken, we'll pitch riders which you've not taken. And how many uh, riders are usually available? Four to five riders. Four to five riders. Usually. So accident... So, 
critical illness type of stuff yeah so there's accident there's critical illness there's a waiver of premium rider uh, then there's there's a rider in which you get all your money back uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the policy and each of them have a price point yeah. and it's it's kind of like a card where you can yes. add stuff yes so so depending on what you've taken and what you've not taken we would uh, pitch that to you so this is the first one month of very aggressive activity of getting him whatever else yes. he wants to edit in his original order and yeah. then let's say x percent of people would buy something or the other so you're yes. able to upsell to a certain level yes the, the second thing that we try to uh, do in the first month uh, we've not been able to crack it is convert this transactional relationship into uh, an actual relationship right now um, with most online purchases you like, you know that it's it's a transaction right and yeah. and because there's nobody who's met you face to face there's no relationship which is established unlike uh the traditional way the insurance is sold right uh, mm. there's there's an agent who would know you through some relatives or friends sure. and family would come to your house uh would understand what life stage you're at would would help you discuss you know would discuss your overall financial needs uh and then uh pitch something to you and that person would continue to attend uh, you know family functions or uh, uh be more of a friend uh than a sales agent right sure. so so we have to actually come close to that and trust a, bar yeah. that has to be crossed yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so they we, we still don't have all the answers and uh, we're trying to figure out ways and means But to have, work around have this. you seen somebody do something which you really like that this is sounds great and i should consider this so there's one thing that we started to do is uh, you know we used to send policy pack uh, so after policy issuance uh, you know your document was sent online, yeah, and, online. And, and then a courier was sent to you mm-hmm. as a physical copy now we've started uh, to have a relationship manager for every mm-hmm. customer okay. and then that person would go uh, to your house take appointment from you and then deliver the policy pack to you uh, and in from person from cost structure perspective this is okay for you it's okay for us because then again the the larger objective is how do we convert this transaction into sure. a relationship mm. uh, and this person would then sit down with you and explain the nuances of the policy right so even even for folks who are buying insurance online i'd say uh, 70 to 80 of them would not know all the nuances of that plan Absolutely. they've bought it but there are a lot of terms and conditions which are uh, often unsaid mm. uh, so then he would explain those fine prints to you and you know uh, all nitty gritties and so on and then uh, hopefully uh, he'll be able to assess you now your other um, uh, financial planning needs this is something now this whole expansion opportunity so to speak right you said this whole intensity of the first one month to expand but <clears throat> the investment as a company you'd be prepared to make would be somewhat proportional to the amount of room there is to expand now when somebody is already bought let's say x amount of things and i mean your basket is not as huge as some of the other insurance players is which means you have only so much to offer So is there a conscious effort to also expand the offerings to be able to utilize the relationship better? Because what are you going to do with it eventually? There's only three things to sell. Yeah, uh, of course. So uh, you know, about a couple of years back, we were only selling term insurance sure. as, as the product on the, the website. Now we have let's say two other uh, mm. strong savings product: one market linked mm. and one guaranteed. Mm. So we now have three products sure. that we offer, right? Mm. And we're trying to expand the bouquet. Uh, yeah. Of course. um you know because we're still selling these products online we have to ensure that they reach a certain scale mm. and uh, they're easy to understand uh, for the users as mm. an organization we would have let's say 15 or 20 different insurance plans in the dc side you have only so much but yeah. otherwise max has a lot of things yes yes so yeah um, but it's a conscious choice to hold back those releases online or because you you it? have to build buying journeys for each product correct uh, the uh, the communication that you would do for each of those products will depend on the features that they have uh your call center team needs to be trained on yeah. uh, so it's a lot of operational work which yes, is then making yes. it into a path instead of i mean it's not a 
yes or no decision. It's a sequencing. This yes, is, when does everything come online? Yes. But let's say that this is not all there on the level one where there's lead gen happening or the call conversion happening. But it, this, at least in some form, there on the cross-sell and upsell side of things, the remaining products from the portfolio, the whole non-D2C portfolio, so to speak. Not yet. Not okay. yet. Because uh, again, um, we are exploring omni-channel um, uh, I was going to ask you, so could I be a customer for DUC for product one and this guy for product two and these two systems don't know each other? Is that currently possible? I didn't understand your question. So I'm saying if I'm a customer for, let's say, a term insurance from the DTC platform where I bought this and completed my journey and got the policy document, I also have one more product from your overall business, which I bought via an agent or whatever route offline. Correct. And these two systems don't necessarily know that I'm the same guy. The systems would be connected at the back end. But mm. what would happen is the, the D2C journey would run their own cross-sell and the agent would uh, run his own cross-sell, right? So... Uh, so business level, I mean, the agent would run his own process, but agent would have, I mean, typically he's not only selling your products, he's selling everything else he's also, which means his yes. cross-sell play will end up being not necessarily in the, your there's, there's something called as the customer ownership policy that sure. we have, right? And which is, I think, which is, which exists in most BFSI yeah. uh, setups. So if, if the customer was acquired through the agency, they have the right to cross-sell to the customer. They also uh, have the right to cross-sell, but you also do. Only they have the right to cross-sell to only the customer. Only they have the right to cross-sell. If, if it's acquired through the agency. If it's a, so an agency would mean a whole bunch of these offline fleet insurance on street. agents, fleet yes. on street, this, yes. that, whatever, plus all these aggregators also, right? Yes. yes. But, you know, when I bought an insurance from a Coverfox, I still get the renewal reminders from a Sriram or AXR or whatever. Does that work like that? Or is this guy only supposed to do my renewals? And uh, now you've got the aggregator uh, in between. Yeah? So, uh, aggregator is just another layer between the customer and the brand. But you're not treating him as an agent? Or are you treating him as an agent? No. So, uh, in, terms of the, in terms of a customer being acquired through the aggregator portal, the brand would continue to uh, have their Those own renewals, uh, renewals so and communication. Cross-sells also potentially if you were to have yes, yes. But you're saying why the agent route, that ownership remains with the agent. So, uh, wait, it's a blurred boundary. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the bigger understanding is that whichever channel is acquiring the customer, they own the customer, if not for the entire lifetime, at least for the first six months, one okay. year. So, you're able uh, to cross-sell everything to this guy who's acquired by an agent would suddenly open up at P plus six months. Yes. And then you'll want to make sure you maximize the relationship as yeah, well. Yeah.